Hey everyone, my name is Matt Huff. Fred Gilkson here. Shauna Gibby. And this is episode one of a new podcast, Kill the Dragon, a podcast for dangerous saints. It seemed like we should all said kill the dragon all at one time. Yeah, you we should. We should have. Okay, y'all ready? One, two, three. Kill, Kill the, the dragon. dragon. All, right, all right, here we go. That's uh, it. Sounds menacing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kill the dragon. So there is a famous statement from Doug Wilson, pastor out in Idaho, who said the point of the whole Bible is to kill the dragon and get the girl. So that's the the motivation behind the title. But it seems rather aggressive. It seems rather mean spirited, killing things. So. Let's just talk about it. why do we have a podcast at all about killing a dragon, being a dangerous saint? What does that mean yeah. for these times, yeah. for this age? Well, what do you think Doug Wilson was meaning when he said, kill the dragon and get the girl? I mean, what, what was your uh, um, first interpretation of that when he was talking about So the, the, my, the serpent of Genesis that um, bruises the heel of the son of the woman, right? That bruises the heel of Christ is crushed by the heel. And so the, the serpent of Genesis, the dragon of revelation from front to back, you see this conquering storyline that Jesus is the King who will conquer and slay the dragon that we can't slay and will redeem his bride. Right. And so the, I think it was a funny quip of his about all these fairy tales that we, all these movies we've watched and stories of knights being knights slaying dragons and, and redeeming the girl. But I think the application of it is beautiful, where the dragon has been killed and the bride has been redeemed. So the story's over. So live in victory. Yes. Um, but I, that's looking around at the world around us. I don't see a lot of saints or unbelievers, of course, but I don't see a lot of joy. I see fear, anxiety, loneliness, and so on. So I think the the, the statement from Wilson is such a rallying cry. Well, to me, it just it just really just rings true to me that, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. So when I hear this, you know, kill the dragon, get the girl. Of course, I picture, you know, um, uh, the Lord of the Rings and 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 these things like that. And uh, that really just motivates me that, oh, there 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 is a mission there. Uh, when God calls us to things, he calls us to rule and to reign with him. And, uh, and, you know, it's like the little hobbit. Do you think he's going to kill the dragon? No way. You know, you know, no, there's just no way he can do that. I got but my it, little sword. Yeah, I got my little sword <laughs> uh, that glows in, uh, when uh, the bad guys show up. Yeah. But, uh, but it's something bigger than him. And, and it's the excitement of that. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you yeah. Think? This walking in victory is uh, really hard to grasp. I think daily. I mean, I think everybody gets that picture. I don't think any saints, any Christians would doubt that God has the victory. But we don't parent like that. Right. We don't enter in marriages like that. We don't get up and go to work where maybe things are complicated or maybe it's hard like that. We don't walk in it day to day. It's really when the rubber meets the road. It's, it's, it's the, the random Monday that we've got to walk in victory. And we think this is, you know, this big Sunday sermon kind of deal. Mm -hmm. so, so really it's about a, just a reminder of walking in victory is all of the things that are big and broken and all of the things that just rub you the wrong way, kind of living right. in that kind of victory. Yeah, John, Jesus says in John, in this world, you will have trouble. Mm -hmm. um, that's why the, you know, with COVID and the pandemic and everything, people are saying these are unprecedented times. And I just want, I understand what that means, but at the same time, you want to say, no, this is right on schedule. Oh, of course, <laughs> Jesus right. said in this, in this world for yeah. now, yeah. 
you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. And so that fear that we live in, I think, shows that some part of our heart doesn't believe it, that Jesus didn't conquer everything. He conquered as much as right. he could, but there's still some bits and right. pieces of darkness that are popping up unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the dark just seems really dark. Yeah. I, I have thought that even myself where, where I have allowed circumstances or things that I hear or see to in the moment speak louder to me than the victory. Right. And and I have thought, man, the dark just seems really dark. And then too, well, you know, when the Israelites were entering in, no, it says the Lord left some of the enemies in the land. Why? Right, right. So they could continue to fight and yes. conquer. So when I when I look at this Kill the Dragon, a podcast for Dangerous Saints, man, I, I just love that. I yes. love that thought that, that the Father wants to do this, and he will do that. Uh, but for some reason, he wants us to be partnered with him. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why it's exciting. Of course, this podcast, of course, Killing the Dragon, it's just... It's just a, a point of training. It's a point of equipping. It's a point of purpose for the day. It's a point of, you know, as we get up and as we go and as we speak to our kids, as they lay down, you know, it's it's a it's the text I think in Deuteronomy, you know, uh, it, it is those things that are there. It's there's something purposeful for today, and uh, uh, and I guess in killing the dragon, it's not always. It's going to be that day, but you're preparing, you're ready, you're training, you're building up. And um, that's the exciting part for me yeah. as we go. Yeah. Paul says, put on the full armor of God. Yeah. You know, it's just so the equipping of the saints is lifelong, that you've got the helmet of salvation, the sword of truth. It's things that you have to not only acquire, but also gain skill in. You know, it's not enough to receive a Bible the day right. you right. prayed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're eight years old and you get your dedicated Bible and then you put it on the shelf and carry on. It's, it needs fingerprints all over it. Yeah. You know, it needs that worn grip on the handle. Mm -hmm. um, right. What goes on too, you know, in Romans, it says, don't be overcome by evil, yes. but overcome evil with good. I mean, there, there's, there's an offense. A, yeah, there's an offense. Uh, and there's something that wants to over come us right. and uh and it's the the quicker you are aware of that and the faster we begin to train and speak of these things like we're doing now and to remind each other oh wow there is something out there mm -hmm. and uh, that's the exciting part you know that that there's a battle to be fought and won today right. that right. matters right what you think is just so easy to forget because uh, i think a lot of the times as a christian faith we kind of think it's kind of wrapped up nice with a bow on top. But so much of the language in the New Testament is training and warfare and battle. And sometimes I think we would rather just get up and go to the church on Sunday and come home and, and live the rest <laughs> of our lives. And when you said, you know, being prepared for the day that you don't know what battle is about to happen, that doesn't just, it, it comes at you and you're like, oh, okay, Right. You're you're training. You're preparing. You're ahead of time, and that's that's the the language of the New Testament. Right. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. Not there's not a period there. It's, yeah. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but uh, against bigger things, yeah. right. <laughs> principalities yeah. and yeah. powers. And yeah. so okay, it's okay, this a is bigger my, call. Yeah, this yeah. okay. This is my mind. You might think it's funny. You know, it's the old country song. That's what I love about Sundays. You okay. talk about going to church. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. Yeah. Right. that's what I love about Sundays. 
coming home, putting the good jeans on, clipping out coupons, <laughs> sitting on a swing, putting the good jeans. On. Yeah, putting the good jeans on, and uh, you know, so that's you know, that's that's the mentality. Well, I, I I went to church. I went there. Now I'm back here, so let me live my life. It's just like no, this is equipping and preparing, and. Um, but I do, I do love good jeans and, and, and sitting on the porch too. So. Absolutely. <laughs> but the, but the, the mud ridden ripped jeans of work in the garden. Yeah. Those are good jeans. Too. Yes. That's it. Shauna, you were talking about, um, children, like you talking to our children this way, mm-hmm. a podcast for dangerous people. <laughs> I, I, I'm all of us have children. I'm, I'm many people who are listening. Mike, I'm struck by how often I find myself either, praying openly or at least thinking about wanting my kids to be safe. Yes. And yes. I'm the, you know, of course we want our kids to be safe. I'm not, but there is this, I, there's a sense of a sinful safety. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. there's this, uh, I, I don't want my child to have anything bad happen to them. I want them right. to be kind right. and polite. Right. And, but that can turn into going along to get along and, mm-hmm be in the world and be of the world and just kind of don't wrinkle anybody's feathers person be successful right be successful make your money right marry your spouse have you know and so i'm just how have you maybe with your husband and with your family or just you see in scripture this sense of being called to die and being called to be dangerous the light in the dark you know if you're used to the darkness light is an irritant Mm -hmm. (laughs) so And so I'm just wondering, like, light in the darkness is a calling for our children. Right. That we it's might hard. need to change our prayers. It's hard, right? Particularly, and I know you can, y'all can speak to the to the father heart, but the mama heart, and that's nurture, yes. that's protect, that's I'll do for all day long. Um, and I think I have I have gotten to a place uh, as a mama where I thought, Jesus, you can be my savior, and I'll put my kids behind me. I'll be theirs. I'll do the thing for them. So. Um, that was a, a really sweet but very hard awakening that uh, the Lord kind of brought me to of your children are my children. Right. And so then so then I kind of shifted, right? I went to this place where, okay, so so the battle's after them as well. They're entering the battle too. Um, and what's the quote? Y'all have to do it for me. What's the quote about uh, the world is more dangerous than you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doug Wilson said, man, why do you feel so sorry for your kids and your grandkids? We train them up to be dragon slayers. And then we're so concerned when they got dragons to slay. Right. Yeah. And be encouraged. The world is more dangerous than you yes, think. Yes. Yes. Okay. So as a mama, there is no worse quote. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, no, right. no, you yeah. know, I want to protect. So, so being awakened though they are going to they are in warfare we each are in warfare whether we realize it or want to be or not and that includes children and so we can protect and we can do all the things for them so that they're not equipped at all or we can train them for the thing that we know is coming for them right so um psalm 127 was it spoke really loud to me. I've known, you know, Psalm 127, uh, verse four, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children of one's youth. I've prayed that over my children fervently, passionately. I want them to be arrows. I want them to be dangerous to the enemy. Um, and, and so then I got to this point where I thought, okay, well now it's on me. Now I got to equip them. Yeah. Now I got to train them. So there was this awakening of there's a warfare. They are in it. It's not just me. 
And, and then it shifted to like, well, now what do I do? I got to hear all the things they hear. I got to see all the things that they see. I got to know how they perceive all the things. It was this overwhelming cycle until you read all of Psalm 127. And it says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. He says, I give sleep to my beloved. And then the very next verse is, behold, children are a heritage for the Lord, like arrows in the hand of warriors. It is his uh, victory that equips our children. And so as parents um, praying over their heart, that their heart would be of good soil, like the parable in Matthew says, that they would be able to receive truth and it would be planted firmly and deeply in their lives. Uh, has just been a prayer. It, it, was, it just changed my prayer life over them, that that they would be, they would have the truth, which is their sword, so that it would pierce any darkness that they would run into that I would never, maybe, that I would never even know about. Yeah. It was that kind of comfort for me, um, of like Deuteronomy 6.6. 6. Mm-hmm. Talking about the truth, talking right. the truth, praying the truth over them. Yeah. Well, Matthew, me and you talk about this a lot, a lot too. Is 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 ruining our kids for the world? Yes. It is. We have trained them. We have talked to them. We've had uh, equipped them, and then then when they hear something false, or they hear something that's not in line of the Lord, something comes up in their mind. Ah, I get what they're trying to say. Yeah. I get where this may be headed. I get where, you know, it's it's just like, a, how, how have you done that with your girls? I mean, you have three girls, yes. you know, and how have you done with that? Well, I forget who it was. Somebody you showed me was talking about how uh, we Christians don't need to try to out-reason or out-argue the world. We need to out-narrate. Mm-hmm. Whereas our story wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we have a story with a hero that has conquered the dragon. Uh, that story, because it's true, trumps every story, every competing story that tries to put you up as the king or queen of your life. And so I'm, I'm compelled by how um, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. Where I've, So in Psalm 127, where it says, when you eat the bread of anxious toil, you're, you're, um, you're, you're trying to build the house apart from the Lord. You're trying to do all the things you're supposed to do, but without the Lord in it. So I think there's a real contrast between the bread of anxious toil that you serve in your house and the bread of the word and the, and the bread with butter and honey on it. Yeah. You know, like the, if you make your home, like so my wife and I, we try so badly to make our home a, a place of joy, um, which I, of course we don't always succeed at it. But if you can say the, the joy of the Lord, the feasting and the fellowship of the saints, the love of the church for one another. This is how all men will know you're my disciples if you love one another, mm-hmm. not if you, you know, bicker with one another or outdo one another, mm-hmm. but you outdo one another in love. So I, I, part of our whole thing is rejoicing, rejoice in the Lord always. And so that when you taste counterfeit joy, the bread of anxious toil, the bread of striving, the bread of trying to do on your own, there's a, this acrid kind of, ugh, you know, just mm-hmm. where, I'm ruined for the world because the world doesn't tell as good of a story as Jesus does. The world doesn't have as much joy as Jesus does. And if you can model that by being jovial people, when when I talk about Jesus, I'm I'm talking about the things of glory. If we're if the church is that kind of a people, our children will 
it's like walking through a burr field, you know, yeah. and they'll stick to your pants. It, that will stick to them. Yeah. And then the world will offer something. It's like that that's that's the thing, that's the temptation. Right. Yeah. And so that's my hope is that the, you overcome evil with good. Yeah. That good is so thick and so glorious. The bread of the word of God is in Ezekiel, he says, eat this. Yeah. It's like honey to your tongue. But it's like this is the sweetness of this that you talk about when you rise, when you go about your day, will create a, um, a template by which they can measure all the competing theologies, yes. you know, the competing lies of like, that does, it doesn't go. Yeah. Well, in Jeremiah chapter two, verse 13, it talked about, uh, the Lord said, you know, I had my well, which contained my water, but you chose to dig your own well right. and drink from right. that water. Well, yeah. it's, it's just, yeah. there's no way, you know, yeah. it just does not even match up and go. And you, you talk about a lot of, we've been talking a lot about our kids, but it's just, you know, even us three together, uh, for uh, a podcast for dangerous, da- dangerous saints is is just our conversation here encourages me and my walk right. in hearing that because when I find people that are dangerous or people that are full of joy or people that are full, it it, it, it there's something about it and I always go to you know Hebrews three thirteen you know encourage one another as long as it's called today that's all day long that's right. so that my heart will not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. There is even a chance of my heart to be hardened. Uh, even as we are walking this journey, fighting this fight, slaying this dragon, if I get my eyes off the author and the perfecter of my faith, and I begin to build it on my own, or I begin to dig, dig my well, and that's when dangerous saints is this. To me, it is. Dangerous saints is being able. If I'm digging my own well, one of you guys or somebody else would come up and say, what are you doing? Right. That's a dangerous saint, right? right? How dare you dig this? Right. This is where you should be drinking. And uh, for me, that is part of our podcast is, listen, guys, you know, be dangerous. Step out. See what the father is doing, where he's working, and just enter in people's lives right. and encourage them. Hey, no, this is not. Continue uh first drinking from the well yeah. that never runs dry. Right. Yeah. Second Thessalonians talks about not being deceived. And the way that we do that is by becoming lovers of the truth. Right. And so as we're talking about um deception, um Priscilla Shire said it, but I think she was quoting Spurgeon, if if I remember correctly, but he said discernment is not being able to tell the, the difference between a truth and a lie. It's being able to tell the difference between a truth and an almost truth. Yeah. And so if you're a lover of the truth, there you are studying the truth the, when you wake up, when you, when you lie down. When the counterfeit, like you said, comes at you, it's like, no, no, that's... Something's off. Yeah, there, that puts a check in your spirit. Of, Wait a minute, that's not, a, that's not what this says. That's not the entirety of God. That's not what I learned. That's not... Who I am in the Father, because right. I know what. So, Second Thessalonians talks about not being deceived. Paul was was talking to the church at Thessalonica, and he was he said, "Do not be deceived in any way." And in fact, when he was talking, he was talking to the church, and he was talking about people inside the church. He wasn't even talking to them about the surrounding culture. And he was saying, "The people inside the church, the people that you think are people you can trust, discern them, and you do that by being a lover right. of the truth, mm-hmm. by enjoying, by having that." The joy of the Lord is your strength kind of thing by by enjoying sitting and feasting on his word and letting that be the bread of life. And the, it's the, the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
is a different way of preparing for battle than the world prepares for battle. So the, the world prepares for battle the way Saul did. You remember Saul outfitted David with all of his armor. Just, you know, if you're going to go face him, you need to level up and you need to do, um, rather than trust the Father, uh, there's this worldly perspective of it. And so I think telling people to be dangerous, telling us to raise dangerous saints in our homes and in our churches could be misconstrued as go out and cause a riot, yeah. go out and, yeah. and right. get involved sure. in every Facebook argument. Yeah. When really it means, no, be the one who's first in, last one out, laughing the loudest. Be, yeah. be the one with the most hospitable home, the, the greatest recipes, the greatest hymns, the greatest songs. That's like, that's the way we fight is by, by rejoicing. And so I think equating danger as a saint with the, the source of our danger is the joy of the Lord, because that's our strength for the battle. And so yeah. you're, the world will find dangerous people who are so satisfied in God that the world can't touch them with a fingernail. Yeah. Right. That's a dangerous yeah. person. Yeah. 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 Tony Evans writes the kingdom man. You know, he said a kingdom man is the man who slings his feet out of bed when he's when his feet hit the floor. All of hell says, "Oh crap, he's up." <laughs> you know, I yeah. love that part yeah. of what he said. You know, yeah. it's this kingdom man that he knows that is going through the day with a purpose, right. and going through the day knowing that there is a battle, yeah. uh, that uh, that we are part of this army of God that He, uh, in His wisdom, amazes the angels. That this is how he's going to fulfill his purpose on earth with us. Right. It makes no sense, right? It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. That, I guess that's the joy of the Lord. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I look at you two and go, man, are you kidding me? Not you two. Uh, 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 me, yeah, maybe, but not, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, that's it. It's just, it's, it's a purpose. It's a, it's loving God and loving others. That's right. That they step on the floor knowing that, man, I'm going to love, uh, uh, I'll be a lover of the truth. And I, which in turns will cause me to have this joy, which will cause me to fight for the hearts of our kids, fight for the hearts of uh, the ones that are in front of us, and whoever the Father made the lost put yeah. to us. Yes, and I love it. You know, Jesus only did what the Father told him to do. So it's this intimate relationship with Him. You know, because we might go out of this today. Well, great. Where do I pick my sword up? Who's going to start slinging it? Yeah. You know, it's just not listen to the yeah. father and, and then obey. Yeah. And, and on that, uh, you, you said that Jesus only did what the father said, like really to be a dangerous saint means to be in Ezekiel, right? Because in Ezekiel 37, he went in the Valley of Dry Bones because the spirit led. Right. Not because he saw it and thought, oh man, that's a problem. Something needs to happen. He prophesied to the bones when, when the spirit told him. To. Right. Yeah. He prophesied then to the life when when the spirit prompted and then what was the result an exceedingly great army yeah. so really it is only going doing saying is being ezekiel what the spirit prompts you right. to do it is not seeing a problem and like you were saying we're gonna run out we gotta enter in these you know oh you got the wrong view on facebook or you've got the wrong it's literally just waking up and saying what's today right. spirit prompts me to say prompts me to go and you do and you say, like you said, what the Father says. Yeah, for one time, though, we we thought we was going to go to this guy. And um, for some reason, a blue guitar was in our mind. And so we was going to go to this guy. God's going to speak to us, man. Yeah. Something about a blue guitar is so weird. So we approached the guy. He said, okay, you know, God just really impressed us to come and talk to you about this blue guitar and stuff. He goes, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you just miss it. Everyone's like, right. Maybe it's just your 
I don't know. So I'm still looking for a blue guitar. So if somebody's out there listening and it rings a bell with blue guitar, please help me out. So yeah. Funny you mentioned that. Yes, funny you mentioned that. Yeah. 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 So well the funny thing with Ezekiel too, what the spirit was saying to him, Ezekiel couldn't have taken it too serious. You know, preach of the bones. Yeah. If Ezekiel had taken himself so seriously, like Lord, that's obviously not what you're saying. It was like, uh, okay. You know, so that's convicting for me because I think I can take myself so seriously that you accidentally become the thing you hate, where you become the short-tempered father, the the lackadaisical lackadaisical husband or something because you're like, my work and my job and my things or my my stuff is so important. Rather than just being like, you you knock knock juice over. You knock juice over. Right. Is that yeah. worth yeah. damaging your heart by yelling at you? No. Yeah. Right. And so I'm just being available, like what you said, just waking up and saying, like, Lord, these hands are yours, these feet are yours. Mm-hmm. Help me to not take myself help me to take the truth seriously. Right. But not take myself seriously. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. be a happy warrior. And yeah. as the battles come, joy the joy is my strength. Mm-hmm. That the world if the world saw the church um catch fire with gladness that will cause a stir yeah what, what's what second timothy three sixteen? you know be ready to give a reason of the hope that's within you to anybody who would ask well who would ask yeah for me i've been that's been i've been you know who would ever come up and ask oh why are you so hopeful? why are you so hopeful i hadn't had that lately usually it's coming when man are you okay <laughs> yeah yeah are you okay are you okay <laughs> heaviness going through a trial or tribulation, or they know that some things are going on in your life, but you are responding some something different. And I don't know, I've just been really pondering that, and I may be off on that, but uh, uh, but it, it's just like to anybody who will ask. And it's almost like, well, either, Father, you're going to bring somebody to ask, or they're going to see something in us, yeah, and it's going to be different. They go, well, whoa, whoa, wait, what's going on? Right. Then that's when you get your sword off. Oh, what? well that's what you want to say it's the war's over yeah you're you're not happy that's where i don't have that mindset because i think the war's not over yeah like there's it's so easy yeah what you said you know the world is is being redeemed for the lord like that look at look at the news what are you talking about it's just all the darkness that keeps Mm -hmm. popping up Mm -hmm. he's like i'm at this rate (laughs) but if you if the war is over jesus what he started he finished and if that's true, then hope in, why are you downcast on my soul? Hope in God. Yes. Like, what are you doing? Yes. Right. And that needs to be the, the tempo of the Christian life. It needs to be the, the key that we're all living in. I just think we allow ourselves to get in our own way, taking ourselves too seriously, or we allow the world's narratives to be more enticing. It's, we, we want to see what the world is saying about the latest thing right. rather right. than how has Scripture already said. Yes. Something about the latest thing, and, and you said it. What, what was it? As far as um, first, this really goes well with our kids and, and others as we tell the story. Yeah, the stories are what you know brings our imagination to it. It is the um, uh, you know uh, it is the imagination of uh, Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings. Okay, that story uh, uh, through your leadership here at Landmark under. Uh, uh, Miss Meek, you know, the, the kids are reading The Fairy Queen. I, I'm not going to read it, but the kids are telling me about it, and I really love it. I don't have time to read it, but I love that, right? Red Cross Knight. The Red Cross Knight, yeah. man. We're talking about the Red Cross Knight. Uh, we're talking about, man, he's 
he's slanging and, and, and hitting the snake who's air and more airs come out and, and they suck the blood up, explode. And this, these are the kids telling me, like, what? What are y'all reading? What are you reading in English? What are you reading in English class? And then all of a sudden, man, I'm in it now. So um, it, it is just the telling of the story to really help. Because we, we do have a better story. That's right. There's nothing else that's on earth that has the explanation of who we are and makes sense of these things. So it is the storytelling. I just love that. You know about our uh, even our kids, the Red Cross Knight. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, I, I want to get you know I'm gonna start Warrior Wear, my T-shirt company. Yeah, I'm gonna put a Red Cross Knight. We're just gonna have that on there. So yeah, change nice. our mascot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was in a Christian school. I used to meet the Crusaders, and that's not a good. That's mascot. not. No, that's good. You know, yeah. not as good. Yeah, not as good. It brings up old memories. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Sarah McKenzie. I think her name's Sarah McKenzie. She said that if you want someone to know the truth, tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. But if you want someone to love the truth, tell them a story. Oh, wow. And I just I yeah, want to good. take that to heart where if you want someone to love the truth, it, you have to tap into their their soul and their heart. It's not enough yeah. to just reason together, um, yeah. although the Lord delights in that. Right. But Jesus told parables. That was that was his primary means of explaining the kingdom of God. Okay, there once was yeah. a brother. There yeah. once was a sheep. Yeah. I kingdom never forget the, yeah. the look on um, I, my son. He's 11 now, but I think he was eight or nine at the time. And so I had um, given him this little book, this little reading plan. And so I said, uh, you know, read this little section and I'm going to go downstairs and, and do the laundry. I'm going to come back up because my, my point was I, I'd like for him to do it himself. Yeah. Right. But, I, but I'm going to come along beside him. So I go up and, and his eyes are big. And I'm like, what is it? And he was like, I didn't even look at the section before I went down, but it was <laughs> Jacob wrestling God. And he had just wrestled when they doing his, you know, first wrestling season. He said, God's like a, he's like a pro wrestler. <laughs> and so we went through those uh, truths, but I thought, man, that, that encouraged him. That was cool to him. That was a story of God. So let's, let's talk application because i think a, a lot of people who might be listening might be saying man i'm on board i'm i'm totally on board um what do i do today you know what what's the first step maybe from your own experiences okay. with the lord yeah. um with falling under conviction falling under that encouragement of that blessing to say look the lord is with you um Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So we have this assurance that the battle is won through Christ and Christ alone. But that there, we have we have the next minute and the next hour. So right. do you have any daily habits or daily practices or just things that have been um, anchoring for you to remember? Okay, this this is the way to move into the next scene of my story or the yeah. next battle. I think the biggest change. Uh, in my walk was when I began to meet uh, uh, meet with a group of women who we were we were on a we were on a reading plan and we were reading from Genesis to Revelation uh, and that was crazy important in my life more than I knew because I, I would go to His Word if I had a struggle or a problem um, but I would I would try to find something very relevant yeah. to what I was going through. But that, doing that from, from January to December, we read from Genesis to Revelation. It was a reading plan. We were all reading the same thing. We met once a week. Um, and going from, from beginning to end was like I finally saw all of, all of the character of God. I mean, yeah. you continue to learn that you know, in that sanctification process. But I, for the first time, in a full scope of 
who my God was and who I was in him. And that was a radical change of where I think that I became a lover of the truth then. I've walked with the Lord since I was 13, but this became um, addictive to me to come back to when I, when I read from Genesis to Revelation, those truths. So I would encourage you to, the, the Bible app has plenty of reading plans. Uh, we did, we happen to do foundations. Uh, it's called foundations and it's a reading plan, but it, it's a one year long reading plan. And you could just Google that or something. You can. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Lifeway carries that. I think you can Google that. Uh, it's foundations by Robbie Galati, but the Bible app, I'm doing one now uh, that goes through an entire year and I have a, a group of girls and we just talk about our truth. And this is very unstructured. That was a very structured time. We met at a certain place, yeah. certain day. Uh, but what I'm doing now is very unstructured. We're kind of reading the same places, but we're different and we'll just talk about truths. Uh, so, so my encouragement would be if we're going to become a lover of the truth to have a plan, because sometimes it can be overwhelming to think, and then you get, you know, in Leviticus, you're like, oh man, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, some of those things are hard, but if you're on a plan and you know, you're getting through, that just keeps you as accountability. Um, and then uh, of course you've got your community around you right. reading the same truths, doing the same thing. Yeah. First Samuel chapter three, verse 21. And the Lord appeared again to at shallow for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at shallow by the word of the Lord. He will, you will meet him. Yes. I mean, you will actually meet him, not truth, just truth about him, but meet him. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and that's getting in the word. Um, yes, Sean, that is it getting in the word, but also for, for, for me along with that, uh, is sitting down and talking yeah. to saints and being encouraged. There's still something about that Hebrews three thirteen. I hadn't got off of in five years. There's something about us being together, community, and and, and doing this with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that somebody, I said, Father, who is it? And um, I just love it where we're at. It's just I'll run into your hallway, I run into yeah. you here, I run into you there, and that's the topic of conversation. And uh, so for me, practically, it's just man finding somebody that's that has that passion too, and um, and be encouraged by them. So um, uh, yeah, that's what I for me that's been a big part of my life is finding this community that will speak that. Reminds me of the the passage where it says that the um, that your powers of discernment are trained through constant use, yes. um, learning good from evil. And I just think that how and iron sharpens iron, that passage yes. where you had the, one of the community elements is certainly encouragement, uh, encourage one another and build each other up. Mm -hmm. But also it's this, your powers of discernment are sharpened mm -hmm. by hearing from one another, um, both encouragement, but also what, what scripture has been, has been speaking to you lately. What have you been reading mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, those little, brush points with fellow believers is ironing me out. Yeah. It's getting me out of myself, getting me out of my default. And it's because sometimes we think of accountability as this sort of toe the line accountability, which it is where somebody gets in your face right. where you look, you're falling behind. You need it. But it's also the accountability of just little touch points with, with mature believers yeah. will sharpen you because I love the phrase, the Christ in me, greets the Christ in thee, that yeah. each of those encounters is where two or more are gathered. I, there I am in the midst. So where it's the presence of Christ 
is the thing that that sharpens us and, and cultivates within us this love for him, even if it's a five minute sort of edifying moment with a fellow believer. There's a it's, it reminds me of when Elizabeth and Mary were interacting and Elizabeth's womb, John leaps at the this like prenatal kind yeah. of mm-hmm. I'm in the presence of Christ. Yeah. And Whereas it's like we're two mature believers, two or more mature believers are in in the presence of each other, encouraging one another. The Holy Spirit's at work. Christ is speaking yeah. in that, and that will sharpen you. Yeah. So there's an accountability there that makes you, okay, I'm man, that was motivating. I'm gonna get back. Whew, okay, I need to I need to let go of my troubles. I need to man, that that conversation with Fred was sobering. That was great. I'm gonna and you just have this. And it could be a minute. It's yeah, not like right. a, it doesn't have to be. It don't have to be, yeah, this long and hey, let's do 13 weeks, make sure we get a book and yeah. just go through it. But being discipled along the way, right. you know, and making disciples along the way is right. a speaking life right. and truth into each other. Yeah, bearing each other's burdens. When I think about Nehemiah 4 when they're rebuilding the wall, yes. and they said they're just shoulder to shoulder right there. So uh, if we are dangerous and if we are going into battle, then the soldier doesn't go into battle alone. Right. Told in one hand and a sword in another. That's right. That's right. right. I, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rebuild the ruins, and we're gonna fight the enemies. At the same yeah. Time. Yes. Yes. So man, it's just so good. Yes, for sure. The there's something too just about um, the recognition of the spirit in someone where you the, there is this draw. I think that the people of God have to. The people of God mm-hmm. that there's this oh you you okay yes the way you talk and the way you are emanates the, you know and and I think deep calls out the deep that passage yes. you talk about all the time it was just like okay practical application for all of this find a person or two in your life yeah. who has that yeah. that that presence of the spirit that is so attractive and just lean into that with everything you've got and you know. And if you don't have that, begin to pray for it. Yeah. Right. Thank um, God. It, it, even if you have some, I, uh, probably eight or nine years ago, the Lord began to just prompt me over my friendships. And I have great friendships, and those are still my friendships. But He began to bring other people in, some that I n- knew but just weren't close to, some that. So begin to pray over those kind of encouraging yeah. people that you're talking about, that, that the Lord would bring to you someone who can encourage you, someone who can pour into you, and then someone that you can pour into. Right. And you will become that person. I was about to say, recognize that you you could be that person to someone else. Yes. So be careful who you're short tempered with. You know? <laughs> sure. Right? Like somebody, you might be that person that needs to encourage yeah. someone and miss it because you're. My mom talked. My mom is one of the godliest women, and she raised. There were four of us in the family. She she cooked, cleaned, did all of the all of the mom things yeah. with so much gratitude and so much kindness, and. Then she said it, but she says it now as well. She goes, you know, um, every dish I washed was a was a mission field act for me. She said that because she didn't join all of the church ministries. She didn't do all of the things. She, yeah. But she said every dish I washed was a part of my mission field. And I thought that's yeah. that we. The encouraging things we can give to each other, we think, might need to be these mountaintop experiences. Mm-hmm. But often, it's the joy of the Lord is your strength, yeah. and the joy of the Lord comes with 
dinner. Yeah. It comes yes. with glad tidings. Yeah. It comes with a fire. A fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The guys around. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I just don't despise the day of small beginnings. Yeah. Like little things aren't little things. Well, Brother Lawrence uh, practiced the presence of God. He was a monk. He washed dishes. Yeah. And he just, I want to put the Lord before it. And all he did was, and then people just started coming to him for wisdom and just being with him. But all he did was just, he wanted to be with Christ and he wanted to wash dishes and, Living and stuff. An obedient life. Living just an obedient being life. an easy kid. Wherever you may be. Yeah, because it is so hard to look around at other people doing really big things yeah. and think, I've got to do that. I really, if I'm going to pierce the darkness, I got to be out there. I got to be doing something. I got to have a microphone. Mm-hmm. I got to, but the fact that your mom can see, I don't have to be doing all of that to pierce the darkness. I can be washing the dishes. I can be kissing a boo boo knee. I yep. can be doing those things. Kissing a boo boo knee. Come on, Sean. That, well, well you know, <laughs> I'm sure she did lots of that. She kissed mine. Yeah. And here I am. Oh, yeah. The grace of God. Yeah, the grace of God. We're talking about dragon slayers. And y'all don't boo boo knees. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Christian, so God says the blessing, the mercy is to a thousand generations. Yes. So, I, and Chris, Doug Wilson is another thing Doug Wilson said. Christians don't live as though they're going to have great grandchildren. That we think like me and my children, and this is the squad that I'll pray over. Yeah. It's like the 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 scrape on the knee that you kiss and pray over is going to be the knee of a person who's somebody's great grandfather, yeah. right? Who will have yeah. sowed the seed, and that dish my mom washed and put food on nourished me into the into the father I am for my children, mm-hmm. educating them in the in the faith, and so. That's what it's like. Not the, the what is the state of the church going to be like in the year three thousand when all of us are ancient history? If yeah. the Lord carries, if the Lord carries that long, what will the world be like and the gospel be doing because of my seemingly little obedience today? Yeah. That's excellent, yeah. and you know that just mean? that speaks to. I, I'm sure it speaks to every parent, but to mamas in general, especially when you have littles and you're at home and you feel like everybody else is getting to do the thing. Yeah. Uh, First Timothy says to wage good warfare, yeah. and that doesn't always mean right. with a microphone. It's the butterfly effect, right? Yes, flaps and swings here. It has a hurricane. Yeah, you know, you know. So yeah, I love that. Hey, good stuff. Well, I just we we all had great 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 grand ancestors that we don't know, mm-hmm. and yet their their choices led to us. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, um, and the people who sowed the gospel into my father's life, you know, that person is off, you know, might not ever know. Yeah. Um, so I think there's that delay of when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. But but here, we, we sow in, those who sow in mourning will reap in joy. Yeah. And so you sow seeds not having a clue if the darkness is ever going to leave in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. But, but again, it is, it's, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. I mean, we're not just talking about it. It's a dragon after all. There is a dragon. Be encouraged. Yes, be encouraged. It's, it's more dangerous, dangerous than anything. Yes. Yeah. Well, should we land the plane? I think we should land the plane. All right. So our plan for anyone who's listening, who is interested in this sort of thing, um, our plan is to do these about once a month, um, as as the Lord wills. He's he's asked us to talk that way. So if the Lord wills it, then we'll do one of these once a month. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have more voices come yeah. and, and let people join in and um, advance the conversation. But the, the purpose, I think, is just to put the good news on the airwaves yeah. that, that it is finished. And so rejoice in the Lord, take heart. It's more dangerous than you think it is, but yeah. God is on the move. Yeah. I know in this whole podcast, we're sitting here watching kids 
train for track, the training, the running. That's right. There's a lane that they've got to run in. There's a lane that you've got to run in. You can't get into somebody else's lane. You've got to continue your race. You've got to finish the course. Right. And the problem about finishing well is we don't know when we're going to finish. Right. Yeah. So we better be well. So, as long as it's called today. As long as it's called today. Yeah. Amen. Well. All right. All right. Well, thank you all. This is Matt and Fred and Shauna. Um, we will hear from you all. I hope that'd be awesome. But also, we will be back on Airwaves next month with a second episode. Second episode. Yeah. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you then. All right.